0: blog talk radio interviewing your favorite musicians comedians and other creative souls this is the Carrie Edelman show hey everyone and welcome to the Carrie Edelman show I am super excited as we have the hard rock band Wilson coming on today. So it's gonna be a great interview. We're gonna take you on a really interesting journey and really get to let you know these guys and their background. Before I bring them on the air, I always like to do a brief introduction to my show and just give a little bit of background. Um I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology and one of the things that I just thoroughly enjoy doing is interviewing people. My other passion is the entertainment industry. I love everything from music, comedy, films. So I really wanted to create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry and help support them because I know how challenging it can be to do something, especially when you do it independently and on your own. Although I mentioned I'm a psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Uh, We're not doing any formal therapy. We do joke around at times and occasionally we'll go over stuff in an educational format. And also, I want my guests to feel uh, grounded and as though they can talk about whatever they'd like, but if they want to potentially share any humiliating or embarrassing stories, and again, we love comedy, just to leave any identifying information out. So if you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. And uh, if you want, I also have a chat room open, but I will be primarily focused on the interview. So you can try to uh, put some questions in there, but also feel free to call in at 805 Two four three All right, so let's do a cool introduction for Wilson. These guys are great. They're a hard rock band that is based out of Detroit, Michigan. And although the city has definitely had its challenges, they are often described as the underdog, this band has truly illustrated uh, that this is something that they are not. They have proved through hard work, dedication, and perseverance that success does happen. And I can definitely tell by their music that rock and roll is still fully alive. The music that they have is definitely gritty, it's raw, it's heavy, but still really maintains a lot of unforgettable hooks and melodies in each of their songs. So I highly recommend you picking up a copy of their album. It is out right now, titled Right to Rise. It features the hit title track single, as well as their other single that's currently in rotation on radio stations titled Give em Hell. And also be sure to check these guys out. They're on a major tour right now, doing a lot of shows with Avatar and Monster Truck, And they also have some major festivals coming up where they're going to be featured at Rock on the Range and uh, Rock, Lahoma. So while we're waiting for Chad to call in, uh, the singer is going to be calling in tonight. Let's do this. Let's play uh, one of their songs and then we'll come back. And uh, hopefully by then he'll be in this uh, switchboard here so we can bring him on. So check it out. Here's Right to Rise, the title track off of their album out now. to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, hard rock band, Wilson, with their hit single, Right to Rise, which is currently the title track off of their album, which is out right now. It's an amazing album and I highly recommend that everyone pick up a copy of it today. Visit these guys on Twitter, their Facebook page, go to their website and definitely be sure to check them out on a tour and uh, they are Heavily on tour right now in rotation with bands such as Avatar and also Monster Truck, and also they'll be coming up at Rock, Oklahoma as well as um, Rock on the Range. All right, so Chad is here. Let's uh, bring him on the air. Hey, hey, Chad, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Thank you so much. I just, uh, just played one of your tracks, Right to Rise, just to introduce everyone to the uh, interview who's listening in.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great track. Um, since I just played it now, we're definitely going to check out Give Them Hell Later. Tell us a little bit about that track, and then we're definitely going to digress and go into the history of Wilson, because it's, it's an amazing song, and I think it really captures who you guys are just as a band and individuals coming from Detroit, Michigan.
1: Right the Eyes is a, is a song written about essentially <laughs> the people that uh, inhabit our, our city, where we where we were born and raised, and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like an anthem. A lot of times we get the, we get the the badge of the underdog, you know, um, we get, we get tossed in the media as being a place that's scary and full of all these miscreants and terrible things are happening. That kind of happens everywhere in the world, but inside of that shell, there's still human beings that are working their asses off every single day to make their own way survive. And, uh, with that, we use you know we we use the story of where we how we were raised as people as the catalyst to that song. You know, like no one's gonna bring us down. Um, it's you know we're a working man's band, so we essentially wrote an entire record about those sort of people, which is the people that we are.
0: Definitely, and I mean I think you I think the song illustrates it so well as well as all the other songs on the album because some of the tracks I love personally are Crave, Guilty's a great track, Satisfying he's awesome. So you got some really Uh, great stuff on the album and again it's gritty it's raw but it still has all this melody catchy hook so it's you're definitely incorporating so much stuff yeah definitely and I think just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying I mean from what i read about you guys just doing my research I mean definitely an authentic genuine group of people very grounded and like you said you really remember where you came from and all the hard work and dedication that it takes to get to where you are today.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is entertainment, you know, the idea of rock and roll is supposed to be there for, for, for as, a, as a form of uh, of steam to be blown up from people who are working so hard, you know, and they have to have some sort of enjo- enjoyment in their, in their lives, but we're just happy to be uh, making some music that people can uh, absorb in that way.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, so let's, uh, let's take a, a trip back a little bit. Let's digress. I'm always interested in hearing about, you know, where people grew up, some of their interests as a kid before they started to get involved in music. So, you now, was it Detroit you grew up in or a different town in Michigan?
1: I was born in Port Huron, Michigan, which is about 45 minutes north of Detroit. Uh, it's, it's also a border town like Detroit is to Canada. We have to the bridges there. Um, I grew up and moved from there when I was 20 to, uh, I, I started touring and uh, playing music when I was 17. Uh, like touring and not just playing, I played in bands since I was like 13, you know, but I hit the road when I was 17 and when my band broke up. I ended up moving to Texas uh, for a few years to play in another band and then moved back. And when I moved back to Michigan, uh, I moved to Detroit and that's where I've been for the past, uh, you know, almost 10 years
0: okay, okay, so let's yeah let's let's backtrack a little bit. I definitely want to hear a little bit about you moving out to Texas and then coming back um so as a kid, you know growing up, what were some of the things that you did in uh, Michigan in terms of some of your interests as a kid
1: oh uh, we i was a <laughs> I was part of a crazy group of kids, man we I mean we started you know we were the type of kids who like after school would you know go. <laughs> go into the woods around our houses and uh, smoke cigarettes that we stole from our parents and talk about grand okay. ideas of how, of how we were going to take over the world, essentially, you know, uh, we, I grew up in that sort of small town mentality with, with big town, with big, with big dream, with big dreamers happening, you know, that we were kids uh, playing music. We, we started jamming together, uh, you know, my friends and I when we were 12. So our entire weekends were spent fold up in my little practice studios. Little practices okay. that we made around our, our parents' houses, whether that was the garage or the basement or even a backyard in a in a barn. You know. uh, we spent the, you know the majority of our time dicking around, making our own way. We had no like a we had no concert venues there in Fort Huron or anything like that, so we had to like throw our own shows by renting like VFW halls and bringing in the sound uh, equipment ourselves and making flyers wow. and. You know, Trying to get people to come and so, and we built the whole and kind of cultivated the whole scene there. I mean, for years it was like that touring in general. There was like a, the hall show scene where there's no stage, everybody's part. Everybody's part of this show, you know. From right, the right, really the fantasy, cool. can see that you're all on the same level, so that kind of carries forward, you know, in, into who we are as, as people in the Wilson. You know, like this just the idea of a rock star. Uh, though it's cool. It's not. Um, it's not meant to be bigger than the the working people out there absorbing what you're doing.
0: Right. And while you were a set of kids, you know, going out in the woods, smoking and hanging out, you know, when you were younger than that, were you ever into any type of sports or any type of, you know, interesting activities we can learn from you on the side that you did?
1: Yeah. I played baseball and basketball and soccer here and there when I was a kid growing up. Um, I I think basketball was a sport that I like. I got into a big car accident when I was 14 years old. And, uh, oh, gosh. in in that period of time, like I, I like lost my life uh, in the car accident. they brought me back to life. And all this crazy stuff happened. Oh, minute. my gosh.
0: But, I'm sorry. So, oh, it's okay.
1: I'm, I'm 32 years uh, young now. Wow. So it's been, a, okay. it's been some time. But uh, with that being said, I was playing base basketball at the time, like, for, you know, in my, in my school and also, like, playing music. And when I was laying on my, like, deathbed in the hospital, an ICU, or whatever, my father, I, I had all these tubes in my mouth. And I was totally out of it. Like I had, I was just had to write on a pad of paper, and he asked me what I could get for him. What can I get for you to make you feel better? And I asked him for a guitar, a guitar. So wow. and I read those 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 notes coming back um, home from the hospital or whatever, and it was pretty clear to me that that's what I wanted to do because they're both equal in my life, basketball and music. Music. But when I mean, you're laying in your deathbed and that's the only thing you want to do is play guitar, it was like, all right, this is what you want to do, man. So I just kind of I on the prize ever since. And that's been pretty wow. much the entirety of my life since that period of time. Since that and um, of
0: time you again, be. reflecting back to then, did you need, I mean, were you totally needing major physical therapy and stuff to get yourself back up? Or was, you know what I mean, in terms of uh, recompensation? I had
1: house rest. I mean, I had house rest. Like, I, you know, I was in the hospital for a month. So, it, you know, my, both my lungs were punctured by my broken rib cage. So oh uh, I, before I could leave the uh, the hospital, obviously I was on assisted breathing, I had to be able to like blow these like three little balls and this, this thing up all the way to let them know that I had a lung capacity that was, you know, a little bit right. outside of the hospital. So I went through a lot of, you know, and I do a lot of walking um, uh, exercise that sort of things to get my, my muscles back from being bedridden for a, a month back into shape where I could be on my own. But, I mean, I didn't have to do any rehabilitation I just rough. I went home with some tubes and and stuff like that. Wow.
0: But like you said, I mean, what just, unfortunately, an eye-opening experience for you to help you put things in perspective and, you know, basically see, you know, what was so meaningful and valuable to you and passionate, you know, in terms of your guitar and wanting to do music. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
1: but I'm sorry, and was that a question? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 I was just was reflecting.
0: On, I was just no, I was just reflecting on just how again that that experience for you just really kind of put things in perspective and opened your eyes up to, you know, you honing in on music and guitar and wanting to do that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um your family, a little bit about your family. Your um your yeah. dad works at a has worked at a tire company or still works at a tire company?
1: <laughs> how do you know that? Yeah, um Oh, I do. oh,
0: Chad, I do my research.
1: <laughs> believe me. <laughs> so, my father still does work at a tire company, and my mother just got okay. a new job uh, working for an assisted living type sort of situation. Uh, you know, my my mom Hi. and my dad were are still married. They were great great people. We grew up in a in a ranch style family house. You know, uh, two bedrooms. Two two. I have a sister. Um, uh, you know, not a, or sorry, three bedrooms. My mom and my dad have been my, my me and my sister at one level. Very meager. Okay. Uh, um, you know, growing up, it wasn't like – it was like, yeah, my parents let, you know, did everything they could to give us a better life. And they had – you know, my mom and my dad grew up. It's one of those things where there was there was only three bedrooms in a house with seven kids living in it type sort of thing, you know.
0: Wow. Um,
1: yeah. So, you know, like uh, we we didn't have – we never had, like, the laugh of luxury or anything like that. But we had uh, – definitely my parents were very adamant on making sure that, like, we could – Survive, and my dad drove in and out of the city um, every single day. Uh, made an hour and a half, or an hour trek into the city uh, to where he worked, and then an hour trek back home. Um, just because that's where he could you know, that's where his employer made him go. And, and instead of right. uh, dragging our family out of school and all that sort of thing he just made he sacrificed that for the for the betterment of the family. That's the that's been my my. Um, My my position with my parents for a long time is being very humbled by how gracious they Mm -hmm. were with their own lives.
0: Definitely, definitely. I can definitely see that play out, again, in who you are as a person. And just like you said, this this rock star lifestyle is not what it's all cracked up to be, and and you have to work hard at this stuff. Um, It's work, you know. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, we're going to get to talking about you guys and kind of your grassroots approach and you know how you got to where you are today. And and your sister, does she do anything? What does she do? Is she involved in entertainment or anything like that?
1: Uh, my sister, uh, she she has had lots of different hats over the life. She's a couple of years younger than me. She's been a hair stylist. She's been a uh, um, a makeup artist. She's been a uh, okay. Uh, she, uh, a fashion design. what tried her hand at fashion design, but currently she works uh, at um like I, I believe it's a collections agency. She's yeah, <laughs> you
2: know, okay. she's
1: a, she's, a, she's, a, she's, okay. she's a, okay. your, your classic, uh, nine to fiver. Gets up, does what she needs to do, comes home, does what she needs to do.
0: Right, right. But it sounds like again, similar to you, does have some creative and artistic background. I mean, hair, you know, all that type of stuff. That definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, for sure. I definitely, I think I
1: definitely yeah. was a got the got bit by that bug a little bit um stronger than Kaylee did and my my sister but uh, she's been super supportive and very a uh, the very easygoing sister throughout the years of being gone for so many holidays and birthdays and all that stuff especially as we get older oh. and she you know, she's about to get married so I, I got to put on my better my better shoes here soon <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. No, it's great to hear that you have such a a supportive family and people who really are rooting for you. I mean, that's so important, especially when you're, you know, pursuing a career like this. Um, All right, so talking a little bit more about you, so what inspired you with music? Like, what was it that first, you know, motivated you or captured your attention? Was there something you saw on TV? Was it a friend of yours who was playing? You know, tell us a little bit about when you were 12 years old and you started to get inspired to get into guitar.
1: All right, uh, friend, uh, his older brother uh, introduced us to bands like Nirvana. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, once I heard Nirvana and saw Nirvana play uh, on TV and all that stuff, like I, I was grew I grew up listening to Black Sabbath and Thin Lizzy, Nazareth, things like that. Once I heard Nirvana, I knew it was hearing something that was more so like spoke to me in my period of time. I just happened to be the ripe age of 12, 13 when I was like, yeah, everything was so. You know, the, the the youth was so disdained, you know, so full of energy and, and anger for some reason, and that just, like, I wanted to play. I wanted to play guitar like, like him. You know, I wanted to do all that. Right. Kurt Cobain would do it. So uh, I, I met a few friends in school that all wanted to do the same, had the same sort of thing, and we didn't know what we were doing, but one of us, we all chose different instruments that we were going to play. We started a band, and we practiced in our band. We all went to band like class. We practiced in our band's, like, uh, uh, band teachers' classroom during lunch instead of going to the cafeteria, we would just pack a lunch and go in there and uh, make music or whatever, um, just learn songs. And from there, that's gone into, like, you know, a, you're writing your own original stuff and it all sucked and <laughs> you <playing laughs> shows for your friends in, uh, in the in the uh, the a band classroom at lunch now because you have, like, four original songs. You like want to show them to somebody and you get, like, 10 of your friends to come in and watch you play. And that's pretty much how music kind of started for me, and it just kind of, like, kind of, you know, snowballed into many of other bands and lots of other pains and pleasures, and then sitting here talking to you on the phone.
0: Nice, nice. And just real quick, not that it sounds bad, but if you could just talk into the phone, because sometimes I'm not sure if you're on speaker. Sometimes you sound really clear, um, and sometimes I'm, you sound I'm, like you're, I'm a, you're fading. I'm
1: currently <laughs> not on speaker. I'm on regular phone, and I'm talking to my phone. It's just that I'm in a little bit of a a bad area.
0: Oh. Maybe the area. Okay. Where, and where are you guys real quick right now? Cause I know you're on tour. We're
1: driving through Wisconsin. Uh, um, oh, there you go. I <laughs> know we have our day off. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. No problem. I just didn't know if it was something, you know, we could fine tune, but it's fine. Um, okay. Yeah. So like you said, you're involved in music, you're in and out of bands. So again, now refresh my memory since we're you know moving forward. When did you decide to move to Texas? Was it after you graduated high school?
1: Yeah, I had graduated high school in, uh, when I had been in a touring band for about three years at that period of time, i had made a lot of friends. That band broke up. I knew some guys that were playing music in, in Texas um, that were looking for a singer. Uh, so I backed up all my stuff and made another decision to go down there and be in a, being a band Started started again down there. That didn't really pan out the right way. So I came back home to play in another band.
0: Okay. Okay. And when, um when Chad, did you start singing? I mean, because you got a great voice too, and uh, was that something that you started doing when you were playing guitar, or was that something a little kind of later down the road?
1: I think it was guitar first, and then uh, I think out of necessity, I had to learn how to sing, because the band I was in, there's our singer, like, quit, and uh, we needed another singer, so i had written some songs in that band, and helped, like, you know, come up with the melody and the, the words and stuff like that, so I had some ownership there, so I knew how to sing those songs, and then Started playing guitar and singing, and then I moved. The first time I started to just sing was in a band right out of high school uh, when I was 17, and that was the first band that went on tour. Uh, And then I've been singing in bands ever since, uh, either playing guitar and singing or just singing.
0: Okay, okay. And in terms of any formal lessons with the singing or guitar, or no, you're pretty much all, Uh, all taught? Not lessons. I
1: mean, I've taken. I mean, not early on. I've taken definitely vocal coaching as I get uh, older to protect my voice and find out how things are working there and how I can best, best utilize it uh, for stamina. But, you no, know, I never, mm-hmm. never really got any um, okay. formal training.
0: Okay. Well, again, I mean, you're an amazing talent. So is everyone in the band. So you guys definitely, uh, definitely bring your A game. So, okay, you moved back now to Detroit, and when you moved back, are you living, did you move back in with your parents, or are you living with your, a friend or someone? What, I moved out of my house when, when
1: I was 16. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17, and I haven't lived there, since. So.
0: Okay. Okay, so when you moved back from Texas, were you living with friends or something in terms of starting another project or band?
1: I lived on the floor of a, of a friend's parents' house to get my back on my feet and figure out what I was going to do. Um, financially for a job because I moved back to play in his band. And then I ended up uh, getting a job and moving into um, a loft in Detroit uh, with a friend.
0: Nice. And what were you doing for work when you moved back?
1: Uh, I was uh, working at a clothing store and bar backing at a concert venue.
0: Okay. Okay. And I re- read, too, that you – um are you booking for a venue still? Is that what you do? Are you a, a talent
1: Yeah, I'm a talent manager. Talent. No, I'm, so I started – I started uh, cleaning up all shit in the shit in the music venue, and now I'm the guy who puts all the bands yeah. in the music venue. It's called the wow. Crowfoot in Panaheim, Michigan.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I read that. Very cool. So you're still doing this while you're on the road touring?
1: Yeah, I work every day. No days off, I've nice build.
0: Great. Great. Um, okay, so let's start talking a little bit about, and then we're going to check out, uh, give them how, um, how did you guys start to come together? Tell us a little bit about the backgrounds with uh, Wilson. I know that it looked like you've been working for a while with Jason Spencer, um, who's your other guitarist slash songwriter in the band. I'm sorry, one more time on that question? I said, um, let's talk a little bit about when Wilson came together. So, and I said that, you know, from what I read, it looked like you and Jason... Spencer had been working together for a while. So tell us, you know, how the band members and the band started to come together.
1: Uh, I met Jason because I booked Wilson at the Crowfoot uh, for, uh, like, a local showcase show. Oh, my God, these guys are really good. So I ended up booking them them to open up for another national act uh, a few months later. And um, I happened to just say, like, talking to them about the band, how it was doing, how how they were doing, what their next step was, and they were like, well, our singers leaving. I said I'd try out, so I did, uh, and, I, and then I ended up joining, joining the band. After joining the band, uh, we started I started utilizing all the contacts and things like that. I was building a talent buyer to book us uh, around the uh, Midwest. And as I started okay. to pick up the band members, because the band started as just like these dudes are going to college and they're looking for a way to, uh, uh, you know, basically get free beer. <laughs> so it was like we're gonna play these house parties or these different places around campus that we were able to, like, because they, they had all come from different projects. Jason had toured in another band before, so I knew who he was through that. And uh, yeah, what that bands, big, big
0: um, and, real, real, real quick, Chad, what band was Jason in before? Would it be anyone we'd know?
1: He was in a band called For the Fallen Dreams. Okay. Like a metalcore band on Rise Records. Um, okay, cool. They um, So he had been on the road, too, and I had already had some of that experience as well, and uh, had some of that experience as well. So uh, basically... As we started to pick up more uh, steam, uh, we, we you know interchanged some members who weren 't really interested in doing it full time uh, and got guys who were interested in doing it full time because we had knew them, known them from other bands. James mm-hmm. and I played in a different band together when I moved back from Texas, he was in that part of that band that I moved back from Texas for, uh, who I was currently playing with at the time of um, um, meeting Wilson.
0: Okay.
1: Will you hold this for me? i sorry. So I'm also uh, walking around a food court trying to get food. Um, <laughs> That's
2: okay. Yeah. So You, gotta, then, you yeah, have yeah, to so multitask.
1: Yes. Yeah, when you're in a day off and you're driving down the road, you got to eat what everybody's eating. So. Um, yeah, so everybody kind of knew each other through other bands. So when it came time to, like, make – uh, you know, make a decision on who was going to be filling in these places that were becoming a void, uh, we chose people that we had known were had the same passion as us. And, right. You know, we're in it, in it for the same reason.
0: Right. So when you met um, when you met Jason, when was that? About how long ago? Like, what year was that? Seven years ago. Oh, seven? Okay. All seven. right. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, the band's been touring for about four and a half years, like, full time. And the first few years was mostly, like, Midwest, Michigan stuff. Um, yeah, we had booked some independent wow. tours where we went, where I booked us around the nation for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, the first few years was just getting our getting our feet wet.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, it's an interesting story because that was something I didn't come across in terms of. You know, I thought that the band was something that formed basically all together. Not, I, I had no idea that you actually, you know, I booked these guys and then you came in and then it, you became the singer slash songwriter. So that's really cool. Really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't. A little bit of a weird story,
0: huh? No, I like it. It's I like learning different things about the uh, the band and the project. So that's great. That's great. What, um, in terms of when the band was getting off its feet, I always like to hear, and so does the audience, you know, different things outside of just the music. What were the other members doing for work or, you know, what did they go to school for? If there's anything interesting that you can, you know, bring to the table. I mean, everybody
1: just works shit jobs pretty much their entire lives. <laughs> the jobs that allow you to, that allow you to, like, leave or you don't give a crap about besides myself and right. Jason. You know, Jason works for his family, you know, at the college um, for some sort of degree. I don't really know. Um okay. And then, you know, he works <laughs> He works for his, his parents now doing, like, some things uh, on the road or whatever. When he's back home, he loads a truck. Uh, and then everybody else has, like, random jobs, either <clears throat> working for concert venues or working at restaurants, you know, mm-hmm. odd jobs around and things, you know, that sort of stuff.
0: Okay. As yeah, far as what they did people... the past,
1: you'd have to talk to them about that. I don't
0: really know. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Well, d- let's do this. Let's check out um, Give Him Hell, which is, en- which is another single that is awesome that you guys are currently uh, promoting and is in rotation um, on radio okay. stations. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about that track, and then we'll uh, check that out and come back to talk about you guys signing with Razor and Tie and, and all that good stuff.
1: If you really want to get a good idea of what this band is about, you should watch the music video, Forgive Them Hell. That's what I have to say Mm -hmm. about it. The song in in general is just an anthem uh, to motivate people to get out there and and do the damn thing. But our characteristics and our personality is pretty much on point with that music video. So if you're listening and you want to check out Wilson and get to know who the dudes really are, watch the video, Forgive Them Hell.
0: Okay. Sounds good. All right. I'll put you on hold. I'll let you go get something to eat and then I'll, I'll bring you back on in a few minutes. Okay. Uh,
1: okay how long? Okay. Yep. How long is this?
0: Uh, I um, it's up to I you, you, if, if you. You know what I mean? If you're chat, if you're crunch for time, I mean, I usually do, you know, about a, a good 45 minutes plus, but if you're crunch for time, when we come back, we can just, you know, do a couple of little things about razor and tie your current tour and then wrap it up. So, you know, you think about what you want to do.
1: Okay, that, okay. Sounds, that sounds great with me. we got to get to the, yeah. the road. So.
0: Yeah, no, I'm flexible, so whatever works, all right? Thanks. Okay, hold on. Sure. All right, everyone, again, Chad Nicefield from Wilson. We're going to check out their hit single right now that is out called Give Him Hell. And like he said, check out the video because that is really going to illustrate who these guys are in terms of their personalities and uh, other characteristics about them. So check it out, and we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman show again, give them hell by the hard rock band Wilson and be sure to pick up these guys album. It is amazing right now. It is titled right to rise and check it out as well as check these guys out on tour as they're doing some major rock festivals and other upcoming shows. So let's bring uh, Chad back on. All right, Chad. Awesome song.
2: Hey, thank you.
0: Hey, great, great track. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get into a little bit telling us, I know, crunched for time, and I don't want to keep you on forever, even though I could interview you forever. Um, You did a grassroots approach, like you said, you know, booking a lot of your own shows, a lot of your own tours. So how did it eventually come to fruition that uh, you guys linked up with Razor and Ty and decided to sign with them?
1: Um, You know, we had been working, we had put out a record on our own uh, before this record uh, entitled Full Black." Rhymes with buck. Right. Uh, rhymes with buckery, but it's an F word. I don't know if I can swear. So uh, right, I know. And I, the, I
0: wanted to say it, and I was like, uh, I try to keep my uh, we, show open to the we, public, so to speak. I don't read it R. So, but go ahead.
1: Right. So yeah. we so we we toured for a few years on, on that, gaining some inter- uh, some you know international uh, attention from not just here in the states, but overseas, and uh, to, I toured with like Hailstorm, and we're getting a lot of love from publications. So became became sort of sort of this like. This mythical thing happening around us. We had no idea what it really was. Uh, but that was how the storm was brewing, but people started to pay attention. And then we started to write more songs. We started to talk to more labels uh, who were interested in putting out the record. Razor and Ty happened to have share the same kind of vision as we did. Uh, for the band, and, uh, and we've had we've had long talks with them, and have good relationships with them previously. So we knew that we were making the right decision by going to a place that would generally care about not only uh, the band but us as people, and moving mm-hmm. us forward in the right direction. So.
0: Definitely. And so, when yeah. did you sign with them?
1: <clears throat> uh, I mean, the record came out last June, June 27th. Uh, we signed, you know, earlier in that that year and then did the record in, like, February, between February and March.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely, yeah, I've worked with so many different bands from that label, and I, yeah, personally, just from the people, the press people and the PR people, it's just, they're great. I mean, they're just really professionals and a great choice to go with those guys. Yeah, they're
1: they're great people. Great people.
0: Really cool. So, yeah, so just uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what are some of your upcoming shows. I know you're going to be at Rock on the Range and some other major festivals, and, you know, we'll start to tie things uh, up for you.
1: Uh, yeah, we're doing Rock on the Range. We're doing Rock, Oklahoma. Uh, we, have some, we have a date. Uh, we, we, we've been doing a bunch of dates, like, uh, this month with a bunch of different bands, a few days with Megadeth, a few days with Steel Panther, a few days with Monster Truck, a few days with Avatar. It's been, like, mm-hmm. a really big mosh of, like, uh, our band in general, what we sound like playing with a bunch of different types of bands. It's really cool to do. And, you know, we did Carolina Rebellion, Lunatic Luau, Welcome to Rockville. So, um, you know, moving forward from this, festivals, Rock USA in Wisconsin, um, and then we a few other ones in the Midwest for the rest of the summer, followed by some other touring in, in the fall.
0: Wow. I mean, you guys are just nonstop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of... We
1: came back from Europe. Came back from Europe for a second time, and then jump right back in the van and hit the road uh, kind for of this. So it's, it's, uh, we're always constantly trying to work too. So
0: definitely, definitely. And do you guys have a tour bus, or is it your own kind of personal van? We got a have? van,
1: 15 passenger okay, van.
0: Okay, cool. Lo- what is it? Built
1: some loft bunks in there and things like that, so we can actually get a little sleep. Nice.
0: There you go. Okay. And um, and real quick, what about uh, working with Johnny Andrews, the producer? I mean, that was probably an amazing experience he's done work with hello storm and sick puppies and yeah what was that like yeah
1: johnny's great he's a great guy he's got a great year for music he's a he's a he's a melody maker so he's a he's definitely keen on uh you know helping you to find your way through a song that you might be stuck on so it's like you know the typical having a six member of the band thing that they say as a producer it's definitely where he came in um we had a pleasant time working with him. He's a great guy. He's got a great family, and uh, we spent a lot of time uh, in in his home. So we have nothing but the best things in the world to say about him.
0: Cool. Very cool. All right. So, yeah, I know this is your day off, so I want to let you guys uh, enjoy yourself and relax. But it um, yeah. will be a podcast if you're interested, Chat after the show. So anyone who could not listen to the live one, if you can you know, plug it out there on your pages, that would be great. So we can get people to hear the interview. All right.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, cool. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I wish you guys uh, nothing but success with uh, Right to Rise and all the upcoming tours you have. And, of course, you're always welcome back on the show again to promote any new music you have in the future.
1: Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me.
0: Absolutely. Have a great night. Okay. Okay, bye. All right, everyone, again, Wilson, the hard rock band out of Detroit, Michigan. Be sure to pick up a copy of their album, Right to Rise. It is out right now. Really cool interview with Chad, so if you tuned in late for some reason, you can check out the podcast. You can download it on iTunes after my show is over, or you can pick it up on my uh, station page at blogtalkradio.com. So, again, upcoming interviews, please become a fan of The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. That is where you will find all the information for my upcoming interviews. I'm always plugging The uh, new interviewees that I have coming on the show, and also please uh, befriend me on Facebook. Uh, I have two personal pages. If one of them's maxed out, find the second one because it's great to keep in touch with people that way too. And if you have a Twitter account, follow me at Carrie Edelman, and I will also follow you back. Again, thank you so much for the support. I've done over 200 interviews, so again, please check them out. We have comedians, we have rock bands, we have pop bands. All different types of entertainers and every, every interview is really different and unique. I really do a lot of research and try to take people on an interesting journey where you're going to learn stuff about the artists that I have on my show that you won't read about anywhere else. So again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And again, thanks to Claire Reynolds from Razor and Tie Records for setting up another great interview. We will be back uh, this week. I have Trivium coming on Friday. Uh, That's going to be, I think, at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Check my pages as I will be starting to promote that interview. And then in a couple of weeks, we also have Sick Puppies coming on. So some really good stuff in the works. Thank you so much, and have a great night.